When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the third Saturday in October, coming up on Saturday, Tennessee and Alabama. Welcome to the Rocky Top Roundtable alongside Eric Kane, Rob Lewis, and Brent Hubbs. I'm Austin Price. And guys, Tennessee finally got this one back on their side last week or last year, Brent, 52-49. You can bet Alabama's going to be keyed up for this one. Yeah, and you can bet this one's not going to be 52-49 to 49 either. <laughs> yes. I think those two things are, are a given in this game. You know, this will be a hostile environment. I think the first question that you have to ask, guys, is, where is Tennessee's ability to communicate and handle the, the road environment? Cooper Mays is back. That should help them. They didn't handle it last year in, in Athens, Georgia very well. How did they handle this in road, road environment on Saturday night? Yeah, that's the first question. I mean, after what we saw at Florida, um, you know, going back to last year at Georgia, obviously the debacle at South Carolina, and, and you mentioned it, you know, the X factor. How much difference does Cooper Mays make? Because, I mean, he wasn't there in Gainesville. It was a comedy of errors, you know, pre-snap penalties let alone execution and short yardage and things like that. The, the sample size we have in the two games since he's been back, you know, on the face of it, it looks like it makes a tremendous amount of difference. Will that be the case when they go on the road? And, Brent, I thought you made a good point on the BallQuest podcast earlier this week. You have to make it a point, obviously. It's a very important point, but you can't make it all of what this week is, right? you still got to be yourself. you still got to go out there and focus on what you can control. But uh, what you can control is you can't start one, you know, first and 15, you know, first and 12 after a, you know, a couple-yard gain and a, and, a, and a false start or whatever the case may be. You can't play behind the sticks, and that's where Tennessee was way too often at Florida in the swamp, and uh, you don't want to be like that in Tuscaloosa. Can't play behind the sticks. You also can't turn it over. Joe's got two bad interceptions the last two weeks. Um, you look at, you know, kind of where he's at, that's the one thing you, you could always count on. All of a sudden, the last two weeks, he just telegraphs a couple of picks. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to play better. I mean, it, it's the, that's the bottom line is the whole passing game's got to be better. But, you know, first and foremost, he has to take care of the football, particularly in the red zone. You can't walk out of there without points, um, particularly in a game that you think is going to be a low-scoring game, Rob. You've got to finish with points. Tennessee's struggling in the red zone right now. Joe seems to have struggled to see the field uh, a bit in the middle of the field the last two weeks. So where's where is your play calling? All those things will be worth watching with Tennessee come Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, you make a couple of points I'd like to pile on. I mean, red zone is going to be enormously important. You go back and you look at this, you know, the last seven times they played, Alabama scored 35 or more, six times 40 or more. It's not, as you pointed out, it's not going to be that kind of game on Saturday. I'll be surprised if anybody gets a 30. If you get it inside the 20, you can't leave empty-handed well, like Tennessee did right there. And when you talk about those interceptions, the one against South Carolina, the one we just saw against Texas A&M, you know, those are throws that, you know, a 60-year senior, you're hoping he's, you know, not making because a senior. And, and how much is that impacting Josh Heupel's play calling right now? I, I have to feel like it, it is. It looked like it was against Texas A&M. Yeah, and uh, you have Tennessee that was one of five in red zone opportunities against Texas A&M and scoring touchdowns. Um, you have Alabama that's 12 of 20. They scored 12 touchdowns and 20 red zone trips so far this season. So you got to make him count down there. And, and again, you have Joe Milton. Um, you know, earlier in the season, he wasn't winning you football games, but he wasn't turning you, turning the football over. Um, he was getting anywhere. You know, I think the number we've been talking about is you know, 225, 250, somewhere around there in passing yards. And SEC play, he has been turning the football over. And you can't account for, you know, 
Tennessee's special teams to score you a touchdown or Tennessee's defense to only give up one touchdown or to run for 230 yards. Maybe you can count on that, guys, because Tennessee can run the football. But that, that passing game's got to get better for Tennessee to win some games. I'm not breaking any news here, but obviously on the road, you better get more out of that phase of the game to help out the other phases if you're Tennessee. Joe's best friend the last couple of weeks in Tennessee's two wins over South Carolina and Texas A&M has been the running game. 238 against the Gamecocks, 237 uh, on the ground against Texas A&M. Jalen Wright is uh, running like a man possessed at times. He is. He's run great. Tennessee's run game has been outstanding. I, I think the question is going to be, how does Alabama defend the run? Um, you know, does Tennessee still get light boxes? Can they can they spread you out enough to where they get the numbers game in their favor? They they ended up with the numbers game in their favor a whole bunch in the Texas A&M game. Um, at some point, does somebody say, you know what, we're just going to man you up across the board and we're going to walk extra people in the box and say you're not going to run the football? Can you do that against this scheme? I thought A&M would, Rob. They didn't do it as much as the, as I thought they would. Yeah, I thought A&M would play Tennessee a lot like they played Alabama, which was you know walk them up there, dare you know dare Joe to throw it over the head, and and they really didn't. Tennessee feasted, and and I th I think that's as you point out a, a big. You know, mystery. What will Alabama do? Because on the face of it, they're they're a good defense, but they're not a you know a dominant you know defense like we've seen from them in the past four or five years. If you look at them across the board, you know, they're, they're Tennessee and Alabama have very similar numbers, you know, d defensively and offensively. I I, I feel like Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball with some success. I don't. I'll be surprised if they're able to come up with 230 yards. Joe's going to have to make some throws. Be careful. I said that going into last yeah, week. Exactly. <laughs> and look at that. I think. Alabama should do to Tennessee what Tennessee should do to Alabama. And again, that's saying, hey, you know, you're not going to run the football on me. Your quarterback's going to have to earn it. And Jalen Milrow against AM showed that he can connect, uh, you know, some passes down the field. We'll see what Joe Milton can do. But uh, you know, no matter what, we just saw it in a clip uh, a moment ago. Austin, I think Joe Milton will have to have a factor with his legs. You know, a couple design runs like that option look the other game. Um, you know, escapability and all that, but just to get the offense going a little bit, I think he's going to have to use his legs, and that's something they did in the second half. It looked good. It looked a whole lot better than him running out of bounds in the first possession of the football game. Yeah, I agree. I think his legs have to be a factor, even if it's, you know, just a handful of uh, opportunities. I think he's got to do some things to kind of help out the running game, help out his passing game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Flip it to the other side, Brent, and... Tennessee's defensive line continues to uh, wreck people, as Josh Heupel would say. Yeah, they're fun to watch, and I, I mean, it's a it's a variety of people. Uh, Rob, if that's a if that's a sack of potatoes, it's the prettiest <laughs> looking bag of potatoes Tennessee's played with up front in a long time. They're getting it inside, they're getting it outside with a lot of different bodies and a lot of different guys. Uh, Rodney Garner's got that group playing at an extremely high level. They'll have to be great again this week. Um, they again get a freshman tackle, which is a nice matchup, but they're fun to watch up front. It, and, you know, I think everybody thought they would be better. Nobody saw this coming. And, and you know, James Pierce and, and Tyler Barron are fun to talk about. They're, they're sexy. The sacks number, sack numbers are, are gaudy, six and, and five, respectively. But the interior, I mean, those guys, Omari Thomas, Bryson Eason, Omar Norman Lott, when he's, when he's been healthy, I mean, those guys have been kind of some unsung heroes. Elijah Mitchell, you know, since he's returned. Um, you know, it, it's all working. 
and, and you know, Barrett and Pierce are, are, are getting all the hype, but without everybody around them doing their jobs, those guys aren't flashing like they are. You saw just uh, right there with for Max Johnson, he just he got up and just kind of hung his head. He's like, again? I mean, Tennessee hit him so much, and we talk about it all the time. It's, it's all tied in. This defensive front is really good this year, and guys, that secondary has played so much better. Well, and that leads into my next topic, that yeah. because the defensive front, that the secondary has been playing really well under Willie Martinez, um, and, and Gabe Judy Lally started to come on, and Kamal Haddon continues to play well. Yeah, they do. Now, they're going to get tested a little different in this game because Jalen Milrow will stand in the pocket, much like Max Johnson. He will take a hit, and Jalen Milrow's got an arm to stretch it all over the field. So Tennessee's going to get stretched, I think, vertically, Eric, unlike they've gotten stretched to this point. So you're going to have to be, as Willie Martinez said on Tuesday, you've got to play your coverage. You've got to do what your job is. You can't get caught peeking. That front's got to do things. But Milrow has shown the ability and the willingness to stand in there and take a big hit on a deep ball, uh, Tennessee's going to have to find Burton in those deep shots. Yeah, not only that, too, if the play does break down, then he gets out of the pocket or whatever. Something Bryce Young did so well, and Willie Martinez also said Jalen Milrow does well, keeping his eyes downfield. And he goes back to saying, play your coverage. Don't lose contain. Don't lose your coverage uh, when things kind of go array a little bit because he can make you pay. He's, he's a dynamic quarterback. For Tennessee to get a win in this game, who are we talking about come Sunday morning? I mean, I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about the front seven in general. Maybe that's a cop-out. But Alabama, there, there's only four teams in the SEC that average less than four yards per carry. Alabama's one of them. Make it tough for them to run. Put it all on Milrow. And, you know, Texas A&M did that, and it didn't work out. But I, I, I think that's Tennessee's bet. Front seven, control the line of scrimmage. Make Milrow make precise throws. Uh, you know, I, I just got done doing a radio hit. I'm, I'm going to say the quarterback. I mean, Joe Milton's got to play better. Tennessee's passing game altogether, those receivers – along with Joe Milton, protect Joe Milton, Dallas Turner, Chris Baswell coming off the edge, those interior guys. It's going to be a challenge, but your quarterback's got to play better. That's got to be a bigger area of the game for this offense, bigger chunk of this yardage, especially communication as well in a hostile environment. So I'll go Joe Milton. Yeah, I'm going to go probably Jalen Wright. Now, I think you've got to throw the offensive line in there, but Tennessee has to stay ahead of the sticks. They've got to run the ball effectively, so it's not all on Joe Milton on third and long. They've got to be able to run the football effectively against Alabama. Alabama's linebackers are the best linebackers Tennessee's played. Jalen Wright's done a great job of yards after contact. Can he do that against the Dallas Turners and these linebackers that he's going to face? So I'll go Jalen Wright in that run game. I'm going to agree with Eric. I, I just think, you know, I think Tennessee's going to be able to run it. Well, they better run it for 238. I don't know about that, but I think they'll be able to run it. They'll have some effectiveness in the run game. But Joe Milton at some point is going to have to complete a pass on a third down late in the game to move the sticks, put the game away, it will lead the team to a victory, whatever, however you want to spin it. Um, I, so I think it's, it's Joe Milton, good, bad, or indifferent. I think that's who you know, we're talking about Sunday morning. What, how, what did he do? How did he play? Oh, what did he throw for? Well, now, you say who needs to play well to win the game. Yeah. You're, you're going to be talking about Joe Milton Sunday yeah. morning, period. <laughs> yeah, regardless. I mean, Saturday night, you're going to be talking about Joe Milton, Correct, period. but I think if, if Tennessee wins, Joe <laughs> well Milton's said. done enough. Um, so, well, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's unrealistic to think he's throwing for 100 again and they're winning on the road. No, be I hard. agree. I agree. It'd be hard to do that. would be an unbelievable upset. Yeah. You know? But again, this guy down here on the end said Jalen Wright wasn't going to run for nine yards to carry. The next week, he ran for nine yards to carry again, and he's averaging seven on the season. So, I mean, hey. hey I, I said the run game was stagnant going into last week. I know. We, I know? we all have our we, – we, listen, my predictions are not great either. He is Eric Kane, Rob Lewis, Brent Hubbs. I'm Austin Price for the Rocky Top Roundtable. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.